This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. That was the golden age right there. That was that was the birth of the online community. Yep. And it was definitely the Wild West back then. Free plus plus is the new black. Yeah, but he like Kirby's like was like But that was a start like that was all the same. No, it was different. Daka Daka just started it was like crazy. Daka Daka was one of the first, and that's why it was the biggest at the time. In uh White Dwarf called Daka Daka the Shark Tank of the 40k community. <laughs> that's amazing. It was really funny. Yeah, that's good. White Dwarf used to be really funny. Yep. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday live 40k and Age of Sigmar video cast on Twitch. What's up everybody? How you doing? And of course, you can always catch us Friday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the YouTubes and on the iTunes. Mm-hmm. The like iTunes. It. Is it iTunes still a thing? Yeah. It is on iTunes, bruh. But is iTunes like an actual thing still? Yeah. Like, do people yeah. still like download their music library into iTunes? Yeah. Only if you're not good at uh, computing. I totally forgot about I iTunes. I hate that it's software. Yeah, like all. Remember, yeah, remember iTunes when iTunes like wouldn't let you like like move like some music back and forth off of it? It was like the biggest piece of crap. Ever and everyone was like, "No, Apple, we will not play your silly game. We and just want everybody music. still plays it." You used to be able to um, look at people's playlists too. If they were in your like Wi-Fi network, you can like click on their name and yeah. it would show what they were listening to. I don't know if they still do that, yeah, but that was pretty Jason funny. Listening to Britney Spears. Yeah, uh, you are not one to talk about about Britney Spears. Uh, okay, I'm not ashamed of that. You're a Taylor Swifty. So what's wrong with that? Frankie, top that's 10. wrong. I don't want to be. She's that. a strong, right. powerful woman. <laughs> Frankie is top ten pop all day, and then Jason is either '90s punk rock or no, I'm sorry, '90s and past mm-hmm. punk rock or K-pop. Reese's yeah. sensual no jazz. I do love classical me. piano. I, those are all good, and that's it. That's those are Reese's like over See, and over yeah. two I, hours of piano. What, and you're what, like, what I said was actually accurate about you guys. You just made some shit up. No, we're not making it up at all. The other day when we're building terrain, Reese is like, "Hey, you guys want to listen to music? What do you guys want to listen to?" Everybody's like, ah, "I don't care. Whatever you want." Reese is like, "All right, three hours of piano and jazz." Yeah, that's okay. great. It was terrible. It was it's electro fusion. It was horrible. All right. It was not great. There's some there's some steel drums. Mm. There's some there electric beats. It was rough. It's mm. better than listening to Linkin Park on loop for two days whenever Frankie's Is it, though? Yes. Is it, though? It is. I don't think it is. And then this to is mix we, it up. We only talk about in the office, by the way. To yeah. mix it up. Music tastes. Frankie will yeah. be like, you know what? I'm sick of listening to Linkin Park for the 100 millionth time in a row. Let's listen to Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Right. Could, or, or Friday by Rebecca Black. I mean, come on. Well, that is only for Mariana. We haven't done that no, for a while. No, I listen to that all the time. Uh, I think it's Friday on Wednesday. Today. Or what does the fox say? I mean, come on, dude. You're missing a lot of the classics here. Well, then there was a point when you were listening to nothing but Steel Panther. Oof. I was like, this is so not appropriate for the workplace. <laughs> I have headphones on. It doesn't matter what else. It was good for making phone calls. You'd have them in the yeah. background. Oh, Heck yeah. yeah. Super really? good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They knew we were about. Yep. All right. <laughs> anyway, so besides talking about their poor music taste, my excellent music taste, uh-huh. this is also where the gains happen. Hmm. Jason's been getting a little, little uh, big head on his shoulders, so I had to show him what's up. Yeah, you're wearing a cool cutoff shirt. Yeah, look at that. This is my terrain making. It was shirt. actually sleeves cut off of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's because be a a, <laughs> there was a big hole in but the armpit. But now it's. Uh... I don't even know what it. No, the, the the sleeve split, so I was just like, oh, forget it. I, we should have all done the same thing. We should have all. <laughs> um, no, 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 it's Jason. too late. Let's no, start over. Reset. No, okay. I Let's... mean, yeah, we may have poor music taste. Get the see- get this the is Reese's wardrobe right here. <laughs> I'm making terrain. I've been working hard while you guys have been dilly dallying. That's true. Okay. That is true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. No argument. So, <laughs> on to the show. How's everybody doing today? We hope you're having a great week. We are mere days away from the SoCal Open. Really excited for this first year event. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a very interesting event. This is our first time in this venue. 
it is at the exhibit hall they moved us uh we were in the bing crosby hall but we are now in the exhibit hall uh which is better it's it's uh it's gigantic it's fifty-five thousand square feet wow to put this in perspective the main hall at the lvo is forty thousand square feet this is almost 50 percent bigger than the main hall at the biggest 40k age of sigma event well not the biggest age of sigma but definitely biggest 40k event in the world um so each table is going to have like four or five feet in any direction at a minimum probably 10 nice. to the next table you're going to have all the room you could ever ask for because this hall is massive. It might feel kind of like weird though. It's going to be funny because your neighbor, you're like, hey, how's your game? He's like, eh? Yeah. Should we, we can have football throwing contests. We, I go. don't think that's a good idea in a table full of miniatures, or a no. room full of miniatures. Well, that's if you're inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's only if you suck at throwing yeah, football. Never throw like like right. far, really. So a room full of nerds, let's play football. Yeah. yeah. How many of us actually, okay, points. how many of us here played football and actually touched the ball when we played? Me. Right? Because I'm sure a lot of us actually played football, myself included. Yeah. The only time I got the ball is when I got handed the ball. <laughs> They're like, my God, we're not going to risk throwing this thing because I, I was known as having the worst hands. It's like riding Mike. You know? They're like, like here, Reese, now run forward fast. I'm <laughs> Go, like, boy. Yeah. And that was rare that I actually even got that far. Yeah, Pablo raised his hand. He got he played football, but he didn't touch the ball. You played football. I did. But you didn't touch the ball. I don't even have to ask. I know that's the case. I did. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was well, yeah that's what I thought. You think <laughs> the one that was on the sideline filling the ball. I was the yeah. highest <laughs> interception player of all time. Like throwing them? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> all my friends that played football that also played nerd games, they were all like the O and D linemen. Yes. And then, then there was the one outlier who was a cornerback. And I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but you're welcome. Come and join us. Yeah. Uh, fun times. Anyway, uh, the SoCal Open is going to be great. The hall is gigantic. So what that means, like joking aside, uh, we're getting a great turnout for a first-year event. We're really excited, but we're not even going to come close to filling this damn hall. So we're spreading every table out. Like you're going to have so much room for activities, mm -hmm. storing your goods. Um, you it, it will rage. not be crowded. Yeah. You got a rage, you can just like if you, if kick. You, if you get a rager, yeah. it'll be nice and private. Yeah, you're good. Right? What does that mean? I don't know. I heard that on a chat somewhere. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Can't wait to see everybody. Uh, there will be a concession stand. Uh, they're going to be selling, you know, hot dogs, nachos, beer, things of that nature. Gamer-friendly food. Gamer-friendly food. The yep. prices are all very reasonable. The beer is a little expensive, but they are like double-sized beers. So As bear usual. That, yeah. Bear that in mind. Uh, but everything else is actually really reasonable. So uh, if you want to just come and eat at the event, that would be the easiest way to do it. Um, if you're staying in any of the hotels, you can walk to the event that are, they're like literally across the street. Mm -hmm. Uh, no big deal. Um, if you do want to park, it is paid parking. It's again, it's extremely reasonable. Um, and you can get a weekend pass if you get your parking pass on Friday. Yeah. And it, it's really cheap. So it's not, not a big deal. And then again, we're at the exhibit hall. So please make sure to check. There are like five different halls on the grounds. Uh, you don't want to be trying to figure it out the day of. So we have this wonderful thing called the internet, Google map it. Uh, there's a parking garage right next to our hall. Make it nice and easy. Uh, can't wait to see everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're playing in the 40K events, please upload your list in advance, even the night before, even on the ride to the event in the car, whatever. Just please don't try and do it there because if everybody tries to do it there, it's going to take forever and the registration line is going to suck. Nobody likes that. So just upload your event on Best Coast or up upload your list on Best Coast Pairings uh, early and make it easy on everybody. Um, and you can do that for all the events, but especially for 40K, please, because uh, 40K, the lists are the most complex. Yeah, it's super easy to do. You literally just take a picture of your list on your phone. Can't there's, get easier. There's no it's excuses. Very, very easy. There's no excuses. Yeah. Um, please do it. And then again, this has been up for months, but once again... If your army is not painted to the minimum standard, which is three colors tabletop and based, which we've gone at great length to explain, we will pull the models off the table, right? So we don't want to do that. That is not going to be fun. I guarantee you we're going to have to do it to at least one person. Yeah. And that's going to suck, and I'm really not going to enjoy that. But we've done everything that we can do. 
to let people know for months and months what the expectation is. Make sure your army is up to the very reasonable minimum, minimum standard. Um, it's not hard. No. It's really not. You can do it in a, in, in a day if you need to yeah. with an airbrush. So um, we're just trying to – people – it's just gotten too bad. Like you're, I'm coming to like major events now and seeing plastic armies, and it's like that's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, you never used to see that before, but I think that was mainly because at most of the events, like, back in, like, 5th edition and stuff, there were, like, paint scores and sportsmanship scores that were included. Um, but you're just, like, it's happening more and more, which is really weird because it's a hobby, right? You're supposed to uh, you're supposed to paint your army, and or if you don't have time, you can have other people paint it for you and stuff like that. You want it to look good on the table because it's not just for you, it's for all the people that you're playing against. It just makes the whole experience that much better for everybody. So I agree. Yeah. So it's just, please, please paint your army. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's not fair to the person that because for the SoCal Open we have some people that are playing from like England. Yeah. Right. Like we have people that that this is a holiday for them or a vacation as we say over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- if they've come all this distance and they're paying this money. And then they go play an army that just is like they're not even the models aren't even all the way glued together, which I have seen. It's like give me a break. Yeah. Like that is not that is not cool. That is disrespectful to your opponent. And it's funny because in fifth edition we had this move away from combined score events, which I I still one million percent believe it was the right thing to do. Oh yeah. Because you shouldn't get punished if you're not a good artist or if you're not good at playing the game. Because back in the old days, if you weren't good at both, you had no chance of winning anything. Because yep. it was just combining your scores together, and that was it. Um, so if you weren't, like, the full Monty good at everything, you couldn't win. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. But, like, we went on this, like, kind of journey of, okay, let's separate everything, and, you know, you have to be painted to win. The, 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 the belief being that, Okay, yeah, like your army, if there's a couple models that aren't fully painted, whatever. But it just, people started just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. So now they're showing up with just unpainted armies, sometimes not even fully assembled. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this sucks. Lots like, of proxies. Yeah, like, this is yeah. not fun yeah. anymore. But I mean, like for, like, I don't know, just playing a pickup game with your friends and stuff, that's fine. Like you want to try out your models and stuff before you put the time and effort into completely building them and painting them and all that stuff. But when you go to a big event and people are spending hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars and stuff like that, you want it to be an overall great experience for everybody. Um, and you should take some pride in it as well. Like, you, I don't know, for me personally, anytime I play with somebody that's not painted, I always feel like, nah, this is lame. It doesn't feel as, like, cool, right? Like, you're not creating an entire scenario of, like, oh, this tank's moving over here. The fully painted guys are getting out. This is so cool. Uh, you're like, oh, here's my plastic guy that's running over here. Yeah. some dice, yeah. It reduces your immersion in the event. And what we are, this is a hobby, right? Like, we are participating in something that is not just... I mean, at, at, that, at a certain point, you might as well just have a base with written a picture on it. Yeah. Like a chit. And go, like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a this. Yeah. And then there's really no difference between that and a piece, you know, just a gray model where the arms aren't even glued on. At, at that point, you might as well just say, forget it. Yeah, uh, just use counters. Just use counters. Use coins. Why not? Yeah. What's, what's the difference? Exactly. It, it, it makes no – we could go back to Avalon Hill games mm. from the 70s and the 80s where it was literally a piece of – piece paper. of wood, right? Or like lots of the games where it's like this block is, is infantry. It's an infantry. circle is a tank. Yeah. You know, it's, it's supposed to be a full immersion hobby. Yes. It's a hobby. It, it's, a, it's a modeling hobby. Let's not forget what it, what it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, that's some of the fun. That's If we all think about it as kids, that's what got us excited mm-hmm. about doing it. And – so we're pushing back in the other direction now uh, because incrementally, year by year, it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And um, now we're seeing even some of the best players show up with just turds of armies. Yeah. And it's embarrassing, right? So it's time to push back in the other direction. And we're trying to be as reasonable as possible to make the barrier to entry as low as possible because you still do not want people to choose not to come to the event because they're unable to meet the minimum standard that that also sucks yeah because events are hard enough to get them into black as it is um you don't want to make it even harder so try to strike a balance yeah and I mean, we're not saying you have to have like the best painted army in all of the world or anything like that just put some time into it spray it get an airbrush put a base coat wash it 
pick out some details. That's and, it. And you're good. Yeah. Put, throw some flock on the base. Done. And you'll, you'll, you'll look from a distance, it'll look good. Yeah, and you'll actually feel great about it. Too. Yeah. And so awesome. if you don't want to airbrush, just so you know, Games Workshop does sell um, primer that is in the color of most yep. uh, I use the that Space Marine chapters. All the great. time. Yep. Yeah. I use that all the time. Super easy. Like, it's just... <laughs> One of the things that I like to do is I two-tone prime, or I don't, that's not true, right? Um, I don't finish assembling a model. Like, for example, if I have, um, like, tank treads, all the guns, if I'm painting the guns black and I'm going to dry brush them silver, before, like, I'll take the model as far as I can and I'll spray it, like, my Ash Military red, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll spray the whole red, but then I'll spray the tracks and all the guns black Mm -hmm. or anything that's going to be black, and then I'll finish assembling it, and you're already... Two thirds of the way to your goal. Right. Two colors. <laughs> wow. And then you dry brush the treads, dry brush the red. You, that would literally meet the minimum standard, right? Now it'd be yeah. nice to see a little bit more work, but at least that got you to the across the finish line, and it really didn't take very much effort. Yep. So, at any rate, please make sure to go read the player pack. Uh, take a look. Be aware, we will be pulling the models off the table, um, and that's going to be really fun. Because the one person that we couldn't reach that didn't read the player pack that just showed up. Yeah, they're going to show up with like their models. Like yeah. I, I can already see it happening. Like, I, first of all, the person's going gonna to be come in like late, like five minutes before yeah. the event starts. They're going to have their like uh, their, their rhino box, you know, with their models just piled into it, yeah. and they're all going to be like just not even assembled. And they're gonna come. Oh, I got the list like written on a piece of like line paper. And it's gonna be some gnarly yeah. net list too. Yeah, it's gonna be like a super hardcore yep. list. And then they're yeah. gonna be yeah. really angry. We're gonna have to stick the rhino onto him. Our rhino. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna unleash Pablo on him. We're like, uh, you're gonna get the horn, buddy. Yeah. And the only way to stop, the only way to placate him is to you can't stop him once he's moving. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yank the horn. Yeah. Anyways. And. So anyway, enough about that. The event's going to be super fun. Can't wait. Uh, we're going to be trying out the new ITC Champions missions in a live fire exercise. We've been getting extremely good feedback. We have a, there's been a handful of people who didn't like them, which is to be expected. Um, although some of the feedback I've got that was negative were, sounds like the people weren't actually playing the missions correctly. Um, not to say that there isn't any point areas to improve. Of course there is. But the biggest, po- the biggest pushback we've gotten from playtesting so far is time. Time is always an issue in competitive 40K. Uh, it always has been and probably always will be. So that is, I'm going to be really curious to see that in the wild, so to speak, because slow play, um, although for sure some people do use slow playing unethically as a tactic to not finish a game because they feel like they have a better chance of winning if the game doesn't go the distance. That does happen. But in having seen literally thousands of tournament games, it's almost always unintentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's usually somebody who just moves It's slow. usually both players. Yeah. yeah. It's and, usually a group effort, and it's usually like neither one of them realizes what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, until yeah. until they have like 10 minutes left, and then the person who's losing gets really yeah, upset. Pissed, and yes. it's like, well, you should have you should not done something before. Game's over, dude. Like, yeah. you know. So. And so Anyways, we, it's happened to me before, but the guy showed up like 20 minutes after the round started. Yeah. Like he was just kind of like a hokey, like, oh, hoo, 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 I'm here to play. So I was just like, whatever. And I'm not very good. So it didn't really matter. But like, usually it's that. It's just the person who's just lighthearted. Yeah. De- isn't super competitive, you know. And you got to be open about it, like, to when the game starts. Yep. Like, and yep. you have to be, like, you have to, like, take the initiative. And if you feel that your opponent is going slow, Talk to them about it. Yes. And then if they are not agreeing with what you're saying, get a, a get a TO. You know, get the TO, get a judge, and yep. they'll take care of it. Don't don't wait till the game's over no. and then rage. That's the worst thing. And, that, and that's what yeah. a lot of people do because for some for whatever reason, a lot of people in our community like very passive. Very passive. Yeah. And like but the thing is it's like they're like it's not a big deal to assert yourself politely. Yeah. Right? Like I had a game at Nova, I've used this example numerous times. My opponent was very meticulous. He was going super mega slow, uh, but not. He wasn't doing it maliciously. He wasn't yeah. slow playing me to try and gain an unfair advantage. He was just thinking his turns through. And then I told him I was like, "Hey, dude, like, like we really need to speed up." Or, or I, and like he was like, "If I go fast, I make mistakes." And I was like, "That's fair, but if you go really slow and you take two hours and I only get an hour, that's not fair to me." And he was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And he sped up. Mm-hmm. Like, and if, if you're reasonable and you present your case in a way that is not confrontational or trying to make someone defensive, 
99% of the people out there are reasonable and they're going to be like, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. That, that isn't fair. If I eat too much of the clock, that's not what we're here for. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, but I have a horde army. Well, you made that choice. Yeah. If you play a horde army, you would better find ways to speed up. Like I played, right. uh, the example I use all the time is I played Juice at Nova. He had a like 300 model count army or damn near it. And he had this system in place that was like, it was really impressive. Mm -hmm. He had 30 pink dice, 20 gray dice, 10 white dice. Right. So he would, instead, and he would keep them together. Mm -hmm. So instead of like, oh, I have 34 shots, I'd grab all the pink, four white, boom. Yep. And it, like, because he wasn't counting his dice all the time. Right. And it sped things up dramatically. Or he had like a bucket for all of his mortar teams. Yeah, you keep. So what I've seen people do is you get bricks, the plastic bricks, and you keep different colored dice of a certain count in each brick. Yep. So like you know, okay, like this unit has 20 las guns, so I'm going to get 40 shots at this range, so you have a brick full of that. Certain, you know, it doesn't cost a lot of money to do this. And then you just take them out and you roll them, and then when you're done, you put them all back in that brick. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just you're not sitting like, mm, hold on, let me count. Cuz counting and sorting dice takes up the majority of your turn when you're playing a big army yep. like that. Like, you're, like you did literally eat most of the clock doing that. So if you make these systems where you don't have to think about it, mm-hmm. and it, it, like you said, take it, get a plastic baggie, count out 40 dice of one color, put it right. in that, have another baggie, and like keep those there. Right. And then people always say they want three, four-hour rounds. Like, have you been to a tournament that lasted it's like awful. 12 hours before? <laughs> we did terrible. It, we did it in fifth edition. It it's was terrible. Awful. Like, you're, you're standing for three hours? Come on. Like, you know... Back, that was back when we received four rounds in a day. Yeah. We'll never go back to that. So right. It was not. And by the end of the, I mean, and then at the last game, you're making mistakes. So you just want to go home. You're so tired from standing yeah. all day yeah. long. It's stressful mentally. Oh, yeah. Come on. Well, like uh, Nova, I think it was two years ago. It started at like nine and then it ended at midnight. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. No, that's too much. That's it's too much. much. I was like, I don't so care. Right. Like, you could say that the person wins that's the best player in the world. Half, you yeah. can have it. <laughs> I'm going to go drink a beer and talk to my friends. That's it, and that's usually what happens towards the end of the day on those is people yeah. will just, just give up. And they'll start throwing games. They'll start just conceding when it looks like they're doing badly because it's you're tired. You're done. So, yeah. you know, you got to think about that stuff when you're you're creating your tournaments. And that, that wasn't a diss on Nova, by the way. Like, no. We love those no. guys. And they, have, they have an yeah. amazing event. Yeah, we always go. And I can't encourage people to go enough because it's such, such a fun event. Yeah. Um, just a critique of the overly long tournament formats. It's just, yeah. in our opinion, it's less enjoyable when you're just grinding. Yeah. Uh, and some people do like it. You yeah. know? It's not for me. At this, at this stage of my career, I'm, just, I'm going just as much to see my friends and drink beer and have fun as I am to try and win games for the game. Yeah, it's really funny because I think it started in like fifth where tournaments were going longer and longer. Like I know yeah. a lot of our tournaments back then would go four rounds in one day and stuff. And it's just so hard. But now it's like becoming less and less. Like it's more like relaxed. Like yeah. most rounds start at like 10, you know, yeah. you play three rounds. Some events you only play two rounds. It's like great. Like it's yeah. so much better than it used to be. It used to be freaking rough. Yeah, that was when it was yeah. just grinding. But then, yeah. and it, But to be fair too, a game in fifth edition didn't take as long. You know, I think we had like two hour and 15 minute rounds. You know, it was a lot quicker. But at any rate. Um, wow, we should have a whole podcast where we just talk we about 5th edition. I love it. <laughs> we, we could. Bring it back. Days. Or just Bring talking, back my Cyphelman Dreads. We could have just a whole <laughs> podcast where we just talk about the nuance of tournament play. Like all the yeah. little unspoken things that happen. And it would probably be a really good subject. But you know what? We'll leave that to the Rhino. Yeah. Chapter Tactics goes into all that kind of stuff in depth, and they do a great job of it, so check it out. Yeah, if you guys haven't, and just I, I don't want to keep plugging, but uh, Pablo does a really great job on yep. his Chapter Tactics yes. podcast. It's very popular, like extremely popular. So if you're not listening to it, you should be. Uh, he really goes into to depth on uh, the tactical side of the 40K game. Yeah. yeah. Yep, he sure does. Cool guests. Yeah, it's great. Plus, you're supporting an endangered animal. Yeah. You're keeping him from being poached. <laughs> by me <laughs> we do have a, a rifle and we're like get them numbers up it's just above my desk yeah <laughs> jason's hunting that ivory god guys there's no we, ivory, we can keep going no with that. ivory on a rhino <laughs> the ivory is what's used for chinese sexual powders <laughs> half right we're gonna move on so when you when you're playing games guys like i know a lot of people are concerned about um, finishing games and getting your points. So let's just, I just want to throw a couple things out about the missions. Like, I understand a lot of people are approaching the missions saying, like, I need to max out my score. 
these missions are designed that you will almost never, perhaps never in your career, max your score. It's like damn near impossible to get a max score in these missions. The idea is not to maximize the score. I mean, you're trying to. It's to try and get as many points as possible. Intentionally, they've been made extraordinarily difficult to get a full point score. I'm sure it's going to happen yeah. on, on occasion, but it'll be really, really rare. Like, we haven't even had a game where somebody got max secondary yet. Um, it, so don't think if you're not, if you think that you're missing out, if you don't max the score in ITC Champions missions, you're, you're, you're worried for nothing. Because it'll be extremely rare for people to actually get the full score. I, I, it would be, have to be like some really rare circumstances where that was even possible. Yeah, your army would definitely have to be built for it, and you'd have to have like the right matchup and like right deployment and like all sorts of things that have to align in order to get the yeah. max points. And your Especially opponent, your one. opponent would have to like basically let you do it. Yeah, like turn one, it, like it's almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe like a deep striking army pulling it off, and if your opponent just deployed really badly and then never was able to counter, maybe, maybe. But even then, you'd probably table them before. <laughs> you got to the point where you were able to max the score. So at any rate, um, don't worry about that, right? Like, you, you, we're not expecting people to max their scores. You don't need to to win. Um, just keep your eye on the clock. Uh, be mindful of it. And going forward, too, one of the things I think would be really cool is um, when and if the BCP app adjusts to adapt to the new scoring system, which we're being very patient. Those guys are working their butts off. They're super busy. And this came, uh, this evolution to where we are now is really quick. And those guys have their plates full, so it might take a little while. Is when we get to the point where people are doing turn-by-turn scoring with the new missions in the BCP app, a couple things. One, you'll be able to see how the game is going in real time, right? Like, oh, Frankie and Jason are playing. That's a hot match. Can't wait to see who wins. I'm going to go check on their game. Oh, Jason just submitted his turn score. Uh, He's up. Oh, cool. Frankie scored. He's up. The other thing is it would be very, very easy. Now, I don't want to say that this is going to happen because it's, it's up to the BCP guys, but in my experience, I imagine it's very easy to do. You can timestamp when people are scoring themselves after their turn. Mm-hmm. And it would be very, very easy to see if somebody was actually playing slow over the course of a tournament. Like if we're like, Jason, um, you finished all your games on time. Frankie, you didn't finish any of your games on time. And all the people Frankie played did finish their games except for the game they played against you, and you didn't finish all your games. But, hmm, no, your opponents weren't slow playing. You were because you didn't finish any of your games. And we wouldn't use this to attack anybody or to condemn anybody. Hmm. It'd be more of like an illuminating uh, device where you could look and go, oh, shit, I'm the one that's always not finishing my games. No, I'm not getting slow played. The world isn't slow playing me. I'm the one that's actually playing slowly. And I think there's going to, when and if we get to this point, I think there's going to be a lot of oh shit moments where someone's like, oh shit, uh, it's me. (laughs) Because there's so many people like, I got slow played, he slow played me. I'm like, well, do you notice that you're the one that seems to be always be getting slow played and I don't hear it from them? Maybe it's you. Yeah. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of of, uh, self-revelation going on if yeah. we get to that and it's point. nice to have data too so like you can always ba- it's data to back things up is always great so yes. like somebody is, is being a loud mouth online and they're, they're bad mouthing your event or whatnot you can just be like look it's right here you know not in a mean way but look we have the data so yep. it might yeah. cut down on people um you know uh pushing the blame onto areas that are not you know yep. responsible for for you losing an event and then you venting online because that's nowadays that's that's what it is that's what people We're, do that's the world we live in Everything is, is online, is, is talked about immediately. Um, and so the facts aren't always there. But now no. we, we not saying that we're going to do it, but, you know, it just seems that that, that whole thing is, is getting larger now. Yeah. With, like, people going online immediately and just bad-mouthing, bad-mouthing, bad-mouthing. They're angry. They're upset. It's all emotion. And then everyone else gets wrapped up in this, and it turns into this whole thing. So if you know, hey, you know, there's actually data that shows that, like, this didn't happen – it might calm people down a bit. So yeah. I, and I'm always for that. Yeah. It is interesting because we, we were discussing earlier today, like um, on Facebook, people can like rate your business. And if you've had a good interaction with Frontline Gaming, please go rate us five stars. We'd appreciate it. But we noticed because of course we go look at the people who give us a bad rating. Like, oh man, what happened there? Yeah. And we were noticing like, we're like a lot of these bad ratings are fake profiles. Like, yeah, it's like 
people what, are like, like scared what? to give out their information or something. Like it's like either someone's making it up or yeah. they they don't. I'm like we take criticism really well. Like if we if yeah. there, something went wrong, we want to know so we can learn. Well, we didn't and know what happened. If you have a fake like, profile, what? we can't even reach out to you. Like yeah, I mean, we we appreciate all the feedback, good yeah. and bad. Mm -hmm. um, the bad stuff, we would love to interact with you further. And like, if you please just email us, then we'll communicate, see where things went wrong, see where we can improve. Because we're always trying to improve. We don't yeah. want people to have a bad experience. Just like, like any was, other business, we're gonna resolve yeah. it. You know, but it was like, really nicely. funny because I was looking at some of them and I was like. And then I was looking in our orders, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to type in this person's name. I can't find this order, yeah. so I literally don't know what you're talking about. So I can't, I, I can't like, I can't really interact with you. Like, I'm willing to apologize and say I'm sorry for whatever happened, but I don't really know what happened with this order because I don't know what order it is. So Yeah, um, so don't leave a fake profile if you're going to criticize. Like, yeah. I know we're not going to, like, yell at you or no, something. No, we're not going to put you on blast or anything. Yeah. Like, if anything, we'll give you a call and see where we can figure out what went wrong. See if there's anything we can do to bring you back as a customer because we value everybody as customers um, and see where we can improve because overall we want everybody that works with us to have a great experience so yeah but if banana man 64 leaves a, a negative reply like how what are we supposed to do how are we supposed to fix that so, yeah. who is that guy yeah that that old that, that saucy rascal, banana over there. yeah that uh, who would do that but, yeah, but at any rate um so kind of went off into the weeds but we're really yeah. excited so kind of going to be great first year building building blocks gonna be fun i have a feeling that this is gonna to grow to become quite the event mm -hmm. uh we're sitting at 150 after all cancellations and everything for 40k which is great it's an incredible uh turnout for the first year it's the biggest first year event we've had i think besides the lvo what was the bao first year like 100 50? or something like that yeah, i think we were just under i think we yeah it was like yeah. 96 or something like that and we were just like over the moon we were ecstatic yeah and then we realized we didn't have enough terrain and we were crapping ourselves it was bad. <laughs> we were like, oh my God. That was, yeah. So uh, we've been working our, our butts off for terrain. I think everyone's going to be really pleased with the terrain that we get from the Soak Elephant. Not only is there going to be really good line of sight blocking coverage, mm -hmm. but it looks good too. We've been making themed tables. So mm -hmm. there's some pictures in the, in the notes if you want to go check that out. And we will be streaming too. Kind of a pleasant surprise. We didn't think we were going to be able to stream, but it, after doing some research, it turns out they actually have a really good internet connection here, uh, 20 up reportedly mm -hmm. so that's at plenty to stream so mariana is a trooper she's going to come in and uh work the weekend and uh we're going to be streaming the event so kind of a late notice on that but uh that'll be a lot of fun uh make sure to tune in to uh, our twitch channel mm -hmm. and you'll be able to see what's going on it's so kind of open yep it'll be fun all right look at all that terrain all sorts Golly, of that represents yeah, if, when life. you guys are playing this weekend, uh, keep my forearms in mind. Yeah, because I lost my, my grip, grip strength, strength is like from spraying so much gone. over the weekend. You think after all this practice? Yeah, yeah. Uh, games were well, my right. Uh, my right grip? one is a lot stronger. I, did, I never <laughs> thought that'd be the muscle that would wear out first. Yeah. <laughs> games Workshop has been unveiling Eldar special rules from the impending codex, and it looks pretty cool. Thank you. Actually, uh, I think that's actually Jason. You next to yeah. Look at that. Damn it! I can talk about it, but I didn't read it. If you want. Jason, no. we just off with Ulthwe. Talk, talk also about Ulthwe. Ulthwe. I, I think that's the Japanese. Is that the weeb pronunciation? Yeah. Ulthwe. Ulthwe. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't know any fluff about it, but I can talk about rules. <laughs> what? Ah, you're supposed to fluff it what? up, man. It's, it's, a, it's a craft world. Dude, yeah. you know, you know they wear black. Uh, they have they um, black bone, bone armor. Around no. a lot of I mean, it's just one of the craft roles. Eldrad I mean, is one of Eldrad them. is the character. That, so, essentially, War, uh, Warhammer community page has been doing what they normally do leading up to a release, talking about the different factions within the book, some of the cool things that you can do with them. Uh, Ulthwe is the one that I looked into. Um, and they have a really cool army-wide rule, and that is a six-up heal no pain, essentially, which is really cool. So anything with that... Um, keyword, and again, this is all on their Warhammer community page, so if you're interested, you can go on there and look. Um, the entire army, uh, as long as they have the keyword, gets a six-up feel and pain, which is really cool. And that's against wounds and mortals. It, yeah, it just says any wounds oh. taken, you roll a d6 on a six-up, um, then you can ignore that. Just ignore it. Yeah. It's funny, a lot of people undervalue that. Like, people are like, eh, and I'm like, dude, you have, your yeah. army is literally 16.6% more durable than every other Eldar army. Yeah. yeah. That means like basically one fifth of your points are extra yep and it's, it's funny how much people undervalue the six up save because right. they're like but you know you have to roll a six i'm like yeah 
but one in six times it happens. Yeah. And it's funny how much people undervalue that. Like, org players were complaining about the pain boy, and I'm like, dude, your army is like the one that benefits the most yeah. from having a six up save yeah. on your boys. Well, it's great. Like, even if you just make one, it's like, Right. Sweet. That and guy's that, still alive. Here yeah. we go. And that's great for your Guardian squads and stuff because they um, really, really specify Guardian squads in the Ultway uh, write-up um, where the points haven't been adjusted at all from the, um, the points did not go up for Guardians. And so now you have a six-up. Feel no pain now for them just because the Codex is coming out. So really cool. That also applies to like things like Wraith Knights and Wraith Guard and anything else that's really hard to kill already um, as long as they have the Ultway keyword. Six-up. Boom. Ignore Pretty cool. Very cool. And then they talked about some of the other stuff in there, too. They did. Oh, God. <laughs> they talked about, well, no, they, they specified some of the stratagems that you can True. get that are uh, ultimate specific, mostly focusing on Guardian squads. Um, they have, like, the uh, Guardian squad can reroll, I believe it's, um, uh, no, they get extra shots, right? You're the one who's supposed to have read this. I read it pretty quick. Okay, um, so job. they, uh, yeah, there it is. The the discipline of the Black Guardians. The Black Guardians are the um, what they call their Guardian squads. They're like because they were black. They're kind of black. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh my god, you know nothing. Well, that's in the John fluff. Snow. In the fluff, it says that they just wear they like wearing black. And that's it. That's right yeah. So they're called the Black, black Guardians. Guardians. Also, are professional soldiers that have a discipline. Yeah. And skilled. And you can tell because they wear black. They're kin. So they're like really disciplined. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. Uh, so you, the stratagem is you pick an Ultimate Guardian unit from your army, add, add, add one to one hit, to hit yeah. rolls from that unit. That's exceptionally Which great. is great. So it is a specifically a Guardian squad. Um, if you have an Autark nearby, the Autark has like the, the chapter master type rules for Space Marines where real ones are in the, the aura. The captains, yeah. Um, sorry, the captains, yeah. So, um, so you can take a unit of 20 Guardians, yep. make them hit on twos, re-rolling ones. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. Give them some heavy weapons and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's only one command point for that strategy. Yeah. So not too bad. Um, and then they talked about Eldrad specifically. Uh, I believe he uh, they lowered his point cost, which they do specify in this. They don't tell you the point cost, but they, they say that it has been lowered. Um, and uh, apparently they've also added on to the amount of powers in, um, what is the one that he gets to take? Well, I would guess. I would guess yeah. that if it's like all the other codexes that we've seen so far, yeah. that you will have six powers to choose from. Correct. Yeah. For both of their schools. Yeah, that's what happened with the Grey Knights. It went from three to six, and most of them have. All of them have. Um, so they specify one of the new powers, which is Mind War. Mind War is kind of a throwback to some of the older powers, where you and your opponent roll a d6, um, and then this is for character, by the way, um, and it is uh, you take that leadership. Um, plus your d6 that you've rolled, and if you beat them, they take mortal wounds for anything, uh, the difference in the rolls, which is really good. Um, you see it a lot in Age of Sigmar. It's yeah. like a go-to power for a lot of, of, uh, of character models. Um, I think you can target characters, right? Even if they're not the closest? Yes. Yeah. You can. With the yeah. Same power, yeah. Um, yeah. And then they, they go you, into... You have to choose a character. Yeah, and one of the cool things about these... Um, these little write-ups they're doing is that they're actually putting like little strategies how to use this effectively on the tabletop, and they talk about combining this with the Hemlock Wraith Fighter, um, and then I guess the Warlocks get a power called Horrify, mm -hmm. which also lowers leadership, and that counts when you roll your D6. Yep. So you're actually using what your actual leadership is at the time of the power going off. Um, so you can easily remove uh, low model, low wound characters. They specify a Commissar and a Space Marine Ancient. Take that. Those are both really, really good models. Right. Because the Commissar obviously does what he does. He does what he do. Yeah. That and one I saw. The, the Space Ancient Marine carries the banner of Broken. Right. With the, the, the shots bounce back. You're like, shoot this back. You know what? That makes more sense. Because yes. I, I was reading that and I was like, why would... That's a very specific thing. I thought they would say, you know... Like, that's like the Space Marines like, thing that's like borderline too good. But since Space Marines are pretty moderate, right. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Right. But if you have a way to kill it, that would really suck. Mm -hmm. So way looks really good. Uh, yeah. It looks very durable. Kind um, of a hoardy feel to it. Very. If you have a lot of guardians, uh, it's going to be, I think, the choice for you because they have a lot of uh, way specific stratagems that are only for guardians. And then they have another stratagem. It's the shield that works on guardians as well. Correct. It's one command point, and they get a, uh, any anything with the keyword. Oh no, no, it's just guardians. But you still, if you have that twenty man blob that is shooting death. You can give them a four-up invul save with a command point. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Ooh. It's pretty good. So that's my that's my shtick. Isn't it the shield that's carried by like some other character or something like that? No, no. they they say that they like the guardian squads carry some like technology that like it's kind of like a force field. Like, like beep bop boop, protect me. Yeah, it's like the uh, Gungans from uh, 
Star Wars. Exactly yeah. like that. Oh, good. Oh, um. mm-hmm. good. <laughs> it's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> He's it. not going to get a shot. You're like, oh, God, why is this happening? But you have oh. to say it like that when you. Super going to not. The Guardians are Jar Jar Binks. Oh, good. Who's actually a Sith Lord, apparently. Ooh, so what, let's talk about the ending, Francis. Nobody wants to know that one. Okay. Nah. They're on. yellow. <laughs> They're yellow and, and blue. Uh, dude, do you remember uh, like the rape. painting that the kid drew Seamus? Yes. Oh, dude, that was amazing. There was this kid who came to our store, uh, such a, a nice kid. He played Yandin, mm-hmm. and he painted a picture of his Wraith Knight in school, and then he brought it because he wanted to hang it up in the store. It was incredible. And it was really good. It was like... Four, Very deep. He was like, yeah. like sullenly... Not sullenly, like... like uh, he was thinking about he it. He was past. staring at the moon, standing yeah. on a cliff. He was standing on a cliff in the moonlight, and like the water was underneath him, yes. just staring at the moon. The it was amazing. Thing. It was really good. Yeah. What did he name it? I think he named it uh, Steven Seagal, right? No. And it was right? just thinking about stuff. He was. He was just like contemplating contemplating his existence and it's just like a young kid and yeah he's like, like an eight-year-old kid like, wow Seamus for one this is really good yeah. for yeah. two like this deep dude yeah brought a tear to my what happened we still have that I, I kept it yeah, well, he, he kept the original we photocopied it oh because he wanted to keep it so we put a copy of well yeah why would you not it's gonna be worth a lot of money <laughs> someday it was, it really, was good. really good I buy it now put it on my desk it's amazing but yeah they're yellow and blue okay uh, they like rates Good. They do. Yep. Good. Yep. They have a lot of wraiths. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a very tragic past. It's true. All um, Eldar have a tragic yes, past. Yes, I know. <laughs> theirs, is even, theirs is even, even more, more tragic. tragic. Yeah, theirs is the worst. Um, but anyways, uh, I end in, so their special rule is uh, stoic endurance. They get plus one to their leader, or morale. And, mm. or no, 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 sorry. Uh, they only remove one model when they fail. They have an army-wide commissar. Yeah. They only yes. move, which is really good, as opposed to however many they roll, which is especially okay. for multi-wound model units. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like they mentioned, the they mentioned Wraith Guard. Yeah. yeah, but like it sucks when you lose more than one because they're yeah. expensive. Yeah. yeah, yes, it does. Yeah, or any of your like dire vendors or anything. Well, the like thing that. is, if you have a big unit of guardians, yep. you're like, oh, one. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not bad. And then uh, they also uh, basically ignore the damage chart until you get down to your lower uh, wounds. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, you double the amount of wounds that you have when uh, looking at the chart. So if you have two wounds, you actually have four wounds. So um, you really don't get down into like the bottom tier until you only have like one or two wounds left, which is really powerful, uh, especially for things like the Wraith Knight and Wraith Lords. Um, I, I like it. It's it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they got that going for them. That's they, nice. They, little, they, little mentioned, they yeah. mentioned how the Wraith Guard and the Wraith Lord went one up one in toughness. Ooh, yep. Which that's, is actually really good. Nice part. Because I'm sorry, I thought you were struggling there. Oh no, I was scrolling down. Well, to you the were just like they got that and then that, and I was like, okay, you guys obviously didn't read your. I skimmed it. Good. <laughs> so yes, like we said, the Wraith Lords and Wraith Guard got plus one toughness, which is super powerful. The Wraith Guard go up to T6, and the Wraith Lords go up to T8. Uh, both those are uh, really powerful, especially the T6 for Wraith Guard, uh, especially with the new Guard Codex. There's a lot of Strength 3 in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the Wraith Lords, uh, the T8 is really good against like Melt-A-Guns and Missile Launchers and stuff like that that were really scary to them in the past. Now you need a 4 plus to actually win them. Uh, it'll keep them alive a lot longer, which is really powerful. Um, the Spirit Seers went down in points. They're only 10 more points than a Warlock, which is really powerful. Um, and then they have some cool buffs that they can throw onto uh, Wraith Guard or Wraith Blades that makes them really powerful. Um, they get uh, plus one to wound rolls in the fight phase, which it's, is really good. I think it's any Wraith unit. I don't think it's specifically Wraith. Uh, it's blades. infantry. It's Assyrian infantry, which I think uh, Wraith Blades are. They are infantry. Really, mm-hmm. the only ones that'll benefit from it. Oh, add one. No, because it's um, it's you're talking about the psychic power. It's that's not yeah, specific yeah. to. Um, Spirits here, it's in the runes of battle. Gotcha, yeah, it's, the, it's okay. psychic power. But then his ability is he gives Wraith Blades re-rolls to hit with a command point. Um, opposed to just re-roll ones. So basically he gives him like a chapter master ability with a command point. Yeah, so, and then I believe it's an aura. It's a 12-inch yeah, aura, it's a 12-inch all Wraith units. So then your Wraith Knight is Twin Link, your Wraith Lord. Um, does it say infantry? I think no, it's no, any this, Wraith this one's all. Yeah. But they, they, they have... They like in this article they really touched on Wraith Blades getting it because it. they get up to like sixty attacks that are strength seven, AP minus nice. three, they're doing D three damage each, and then like plus one to wound and all that stuff. They're really packing a punch. 
Yeah, um, you can tell they boosted them a lot. Yeah, which yeah. is great. And that's great on a, a character such as the Spirit Seer. That's pretty cheap. They show that he's only forty-five points. So, I mean, that's not bad. Making uh, Wraith Blades extremely scary, even when they already are pretty scary. Yeah, it but, sounds like they're getting a significant boost. Yeah, but a lot of these buffs will work on any of the other units, so like uh, Dark Reapers or anything like that that you take in an Iandan army um, will benefit from a lot of these abilities. So I think uh, overall Iandan is going to be pretty powerful. Um, ignoring the damage chart on a Wraith Knight is really good. Um, yeah. So yeah. So until you get down to, I think, it's like six wounds or something. Yeah, yeah. and with yeah, a Wraith Lord, it's down to like two. Yeah, exactly. So you basically ignore it. Which is cool because, like, as you guys see, I use Wraith Lord stubbornly. Yeah. And they really aren't good. That They're, they're not bad. They're just not that good right now. Mm -hmm. And now my my Stoic Endurance will be rewarded. Boom! <laughs> but no, it will like make Wraith Lords really powerful because things like missile launchers and yeah, even right. auto cannons right now are really scary to them. Mm -hmm. Now going up plus one toughness, it becomes less scary. Like, eh, yeah, yeah it's like shooting at a knight. You're, you're just like, you're like, oh, melt a gun. It's still need a four. Yep, exactly. and, then, and then even if they do damage yeah. you, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. yeah, and then you yeah. have a, uh, then, uh, oh, no, you don't get the six up. That's not that's <laughs> That'd be cool if they had both. So it's, I'm, I'm excited because I've been playing my Wraith army. My Eldar has been my elite army so far, so I'm really excited for that. But, good segue, uh, my focus was BL10. I'm really excited for BL10 because, as you guys know, I, I play Fodar a lot. Uh, haven't lately, but definitely will be bringing it back. Uh, the BL10, uh, really cool craft world. They're the most militant craft world. They were fractured, obviously, in the story. Uh, Slanesh got all up in their business and messed their... Messed our plans up. Yeah. Um, so but messed up everybody's plans. Slanesh just, Slanesh just did what he did. Slanesh sucks. Slanesh. I'm just firing him out today. Slanesh is just a jerk. I Big meanie. Can't get too mad at him. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a double entendre for mm -hmm. those of you who are really slow. Uh, Beeltan has a lot to offer. Their uh, chapter tactics are reroll ones to hit for shuriken weapons and add one to leadership characteristics of aspect warriors. Nice. So. Not like it doesn't scream power at you, but if you are playing Fodar um, or or you know, any kind of yeah. infantry based army with like Dire Avengers yeah. and uh, Guardians, mm -hmm. this is obviously going to be really good because you have a latent uh, buff of reroll once to hit just native to mm -hmm. your units. So they're automatically going to be way more uh, efficient. Plus, the plus one leadership obviously means you'll lose one less guy from a failed morale check. Um, just it's just really good. It's not like it's not like like Katachan where people just jump up and down and like pulling their hair out. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, uh, it's good. It's a little bit more subtle, and it really kind of depends on the way you build your army. And I think you'll notice all the Eldar stuff really tells you like, hey, this is the way that this army plays. And if you if you play it that way, you will be rewarded. Yeah, um, you know we've seen that. It's pretty pretty explicit, I think, with Eldar. Um, but again, if you have a bunch of Dire Avenger units running around, we really wants to hit on their own. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Uh, is not not um, bad at all. Um, if you scroll down a little bit, they have some other really cool stuff. The Fanned Retreat, 2 CP, I feel like it's a little high. I think that's more of a 1 CP. Mm -hmm. per, that's just my opinion, of course. But it's still really good if you use it on the right unit. What it does is it lets you leave combat, still act normally. Mm -hmm. um, you yeah. can still shoot and charge. Yeah, which I, I think it's really powerful, especially on the right unit, like you're saying, like a Banshee unit or something like that. They retreat, still shoot, and charge something else. I think two CP is pretty powerful for that. That's that's really good. <laughs> I mean, if, if you if you plan for it, sure. Because especially if you catch somebody off guard, yeah. like they're not expecting you to do it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I got you locked down. No, you yeah. don't. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Um, still shoot. Pretty good. Uh, again, what, how much CP you got? Whatever. Right? Yeah. Like, you guys are free to, to draw your own conclusion. I'm just speaking out loud as a as a football player. Who tends to play MSU style, where it's not you don't maybe don't get as much bang for your buck. Yeah. Uh, but if you have a big unit of guardians that you're using as a screen, then it's going to be really damn good, because you know you're okay back up and shoot. Yep. And then charge. <laughs> Pretty good. But the ones that I'm most excited that they showed are the Court of the Young King and the Avatar Resurgence Resurgent, which are two stratagems. Court of the Young King is Beltan specific, obviously. Uh, if you know anything about the fluff, the Court of the Young King is from Beltan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Dwarves of Thor Barden. Obviously, the obvious. obviously he has crystal blue eyes. Uh, that's an inside joke. So the um, the the avatar of Cain or the avatar resurgent is amazing. So as soon as somebody kills the avatar, you wait until it's done. It only works in the fight phase, but if someone punches him and kills him, you wait till they finish, and then you go, "Nah, playa." 
Yeah. Burn three CP, roll a D6, and he stays alive with that many wounds. So good. That's really, really so good. good. That is not that bad. That is really powerful. Because the thing is, too, is you can keep doing it in every... I mean, it's three CP, fairly. Yeah. But as I say, you're sitting on nine CP, and you're like, my avatar is not going to die. Granted, it's only in the fight phase, but it is really powerful. You get him stuck in, and, like, you killed me? Not. Nope, I'm still And then in your turn, they're like... You kill it? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and you just like... Yeah. Well, I mean, it is three command points each time. It is. That's quite yes. a bit. It, it is, is expensive, yeah. but the Avatar is a beast. So. He hits so hard. How many Grey Knight Terminators would you, would you rate an Avatar? I mean, the Russian Judge gives it three. Three Grey Knight Terminators? It's probably probably half a Grey Knight Terminator. Grey Knight Terminators are pretty The top. Slavic Judge, that not is true. impressed. Okay, Avatar versus Grey Knight Terminator. Go. Ooh. Avatar wins one out of ten. Okay. Yep. Grand Terminator slays all. Yes. Good. But uh, I, I, I'm a huge Avatar fan, so I really like this. And the other one, the Court of the Young King, two CP. This is Biltan specific. Uh, pick a Biltan aspect warrior unit. They get plus two to their charge to see how far they can charge. They can reroll hit rolls of one in the following nice. five phase. And if you're within six inches of the Avatar of Kane when the stratagem is used, so before you charge, you add three to the charge roll and you reroll all failed hit rolls. Now you're cooking with gas. That is a gas. That is fire. That is savage, savage. I mean, wraith blades right away. Well, wraith blades or howling banshees. Just fly across the table, right? Which they should be doing. Or I mean, like really and truly, if we want to talk about it. Okay. Striking scorpions. (laughs) I love striking scorpions. I don't care what anybody says. I think they're good. Do they get a plus one to their strength? No, they don't get any of that. They get. They do, if, they do mortal wounds. They do mortal wounds with their little mouth guns. Rolls the hit if uh, the avatar of Cain is nearby when they charge. Pretty good. Pretty good. And you spend two command points. Yeah. So I think that's um, what I like to do. I like to run up the field with my striking scorpions in front of my avatar, right in the middle of the board. Yes. Don't use right the infiltrator. Do that. Why would no. you? No. Well, the avatar. Uh, okay, but like, animals, right? like think about striking scorpions popping up mm-hmm. and then using that ability to get plus three to charge. Boom. That you sounds these chain swords. That sounds pretty good. They don't get plus one of their strength? They don't get striking stories and chain swords anymore? Yeah, they, I think they're strength one. Okay. But their Amanda Blasters do mortal wounds. Ooh. Um, anyway, very exciting to see more about the Eldar. And I think Biltan will really lend itself to like a Fodar style of play if that's something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'd be really good at that. Um, Especially all the buffs to the Avatar. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, of course, don't forget, <laughs> they do already have an ability as Eldar, um, the super fast foot. Fleet of foot, whatever. Fleet of foot. I can't remember they what it's called. Happy feet. Battle right? focus. They've got happy feet. That's what they called uh, uh, Frankie when he was playing field hockey. Fleet of foot. Field fleet, hockey. Fleet of... <laughs> he did. Uh, he looked good in the skirt. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. What is the picture you is have of you in the Renaissance garb? It's, uh, oh yeah. What? Let's talk about that. The Renaissance fair? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do have it. Sir. You, you we need to have the sir pictures you, up. Because you talk to me. I was just uh, picturing you playing field hockey in that garb. He's, field hockey is for girls. He played lacrosse. What is field hockey? It's, it's a, lacrosse. The same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Essentially, it's not. Okay, Warhammer Shades fires up for pre-order. This pre-order. This has been a game that has been hotly anticipated. It's getting really good reviews. We have played it. I do like it. Um, I'm still not no master of the game by any means, but it is very fun in my opinion. A really quick, fast-paced game mm-hmm. at a tournament. Usually play two out of three, mm-hmm. and we will be hosting the first and ha, biggest. Uh, by default, uh, Shadespire and smallest <laughs> Shadespire tournament in North America at the Las Vegas Open. People have already been buying tickets, which is a testament to how popular the game, how much the hype of the game is going strong, because there's literally nothing about it yet. Uh, but we will have the player pack up next week for that event, so keep your eye open for that. But if you do want to get your hands on this really cool new game, please jump in and pre-order it through our web cart. Boom. Uh, Age of Sigmar. So there's been some talk in the Age of Sigmar community uh, with the incredible popularity of the juggernaut that is 40k 8th edition. Uh, it's been just, it's been steamrolling every game. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of Age of Sigmar events are falling just short of hitting GT status in the ITC. So a lot of the TOs have been uh, putting their heads together talking about lowering the limit for what it counts to be a GT for Age of Sigmar. Uh, and that will uh, go retroactively throughout the year too. So every event this season, this would apply to. So some of them would get bumped up retroactively to GT status. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a good idea. We base it off 40K, but 40K has been running strong for a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. Age of Sigmar is still just gaining steam. Uh, and we're talking about lowering it to 22 to 24 players, whereas right now it's at 28. And that, that seems to be just out of reach for a lot of events. Uh, and people are, are getting frustrated because they want to get their points, they want to get their GT score, but they, they're, they're having trouble finding them. Yeah. Um, and this is not a put down on ALS by any means. It's just that right now, 40K is just slaughtering all in its path. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it was really super popular. You saw huge turnouts before 8th edition came out because a lot of it was disenfranchised players from uh, 40K currently, you know, the 7th yeah. edition. But um, it's so similar you know, it's just, you see a lot of those people well, just went back to it. The game will come back, right? Like, we're riding the wave of 8th edition, and with the rapid release pace of codexes, like, it's just, it's hard to take your eyes off of it right now. It's just so popular. I have no doubt in my mind the pendulum will swing back. Mm -hmm. So from now until then, what do you guys think? Does 22, 24 in that range sound like a reasonable number for a GT two-day event? Uh, let us know. If you're an interested more player, jump in the comment section and let us Give us your feedback because we want to make the system fun. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be frustrating where you think you're going to go to a GT and then you don't. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we have a bunch of events coming up this weekend, including not one but two majors for 40K. We have the Warhammer 40K Championship. I like it. Nice. That's the way we name our mats. Boom. Grass mat with rocks. That is true. With dirt. Grass mat with one. Corner. Grass mat with more dirt. Pretty soon we'll have grass mat two. With less rocks, more dirt. No, grass mat 1.1. Mm -hmm. Are we going to have war-torn, grass-covered mat? One. <laughs> I think we should go with chaotically destroyed, yeah. war-torn... War-torn, alien-infested... Autumn-themed... Yeah. <laughs> diagonal. Oh, this is a joke on our early naming one. conventions for our mats. Because well, we, we were just <laughs> like, like war-torn, snow-covered, cobblestone city. We're, we're like, what should we call this one? What does it look like? Uh, it looks like a snow-covered, cobblestone city. Done. Yeah. yeah. Next. Yeah. Look at our terrain, too. I mean... <laughs> L-shaped building. Square, square building. Square building. Smaller building. Compact we can, building. L building. Yeah. We definitely uh, have the ability to laugh at ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's like sometimes yeah. we're just trying to come up with a name. And at yeah. first we're like, we're going to call it like, Pox Land. Yeah. And they're like, no, yeah, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> but once we, once we hit Robot City, there was no... There's no going back. No. We're like, we've given up. <laughs> but do you know what you're getting with the uh, name? True. It's true. It's the city we're robots. Very uh, descriptive. Come on. Uh, and then, of course, the other major is the SoCal Open, uh, which we hope to see you all there. It's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. On the AOS side of things, we do have a GT coming up. Uh, it's the SoCal Open. <laughs> Boom. Mm, run by Scott Reed. Scott the Man Reed. And we have a bunch of other events going on this month. Make sure to jump in. Let's check on the, the West Coast. 40K ITC standings, current top 10. We have Nick Nanavati still leading the pack. He has extended his lead over Andrew. I am not trying hard enough, Ganyo. Oh. Andrew, uh, real life, has kicked in Ganyo. Uh, no, he's, he's going for it. He's in it to win it. And yeah. here's a name we haven't talked about in a while. Matt, the I won the ITC last year. Wow. Boom. Back out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Boom. Jumps into third place. Tyler DeVry currently in fourth. Aaron Along in fifth. Sam Henley in sixth. Ian Andrew in seventh. Brandon Grant, hometown hero. San Diego's finest. have fallen. I think is what Brandon Grant should not. Grant. He should be number one. The guy is like Brandon, a calculator. Try, Brandon, like, try harder. Come on, Brandon. You're representing not only California, not only the West Coast, but San Diego. America, Come on, dude. You're, you're we need to America. get him a tap out shirt. We need to get him some flip flops. We need to get him down black to, socks. The yeah, we need to get him down good. to PB on Sunday to do some bar crawls. Like, come on, dude. Can I come? No. no. Oh, that's pretty young man. All right, Adrian Gennard representing France, uh, Perry. He is in ninth, and then Paul McKelvey. Oh, just continue to plummet. Paul, you're like, you are like just a get off the list. Rock. Paul, just did, dropped you. Did it hurt when you fell down to 10? Can we no. move? <laughs> let's just move, uh, let's move Vlad Nika up to number 10 for the 40K. Just, just, Vlad Nika. just on pure principle. Song. Yeah, just get out of there. Paul, you're representing Tau, Paul. You it's sad to watch. You can't fall that hard. Uh, Age of Sigma standings currently. We have Sam Valdez is continuing to lead the pack. Uh, Vlad Nika very closely uh, chasing his heels. Zach Lopez in third. James Thomas in fourth. Joe Creer jumps into fifth. Jared Zizueta in sixth. Michael Birch in seventh. 
Josh Harvey in eighth, Tyler Hamill in ninth, and David Rogers in tenth. David Rogers. David. He's Rogers, a robot. All capital letters. Oh, I like how we have, that's on he us. He rides in the Cestus Assault Ram. Is that? You is, remember that meme? Is riding the names in the list on us or is it? No, me? it's on them. No, it's on them. Like, the best is when they accidentally do caps on the, the all the letters except the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Zach won best. Uh, he won his Zach, seat. Zach. At Nova, and he accidentally yeah. put his name as Zach, first name, last name, Zach, the boulders. Or, yeah, I think that's his yeah. last name, right? It was Zach, Zach. Yeah. Well, Dude, good job, Zach. Just Zach. Remember, remember how horrible it was before we had the BCP pairings, like where yeah. somebody had a general account, and they would get, they would enter themselves in every single tournament with like a wrong spelling of their name. Yeah. So they would have the same person with like four uh, spellings. That was bad. Yeah. And they would just, the emails, <laughs> so you guys cannot believe the amount of emails we would get. Uh, that was when I did the scores by hand. Yeah. That was hellish. It, took, it was like a half Or they put their team name in like put it off, spell. he'd be like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then he'd do it, and there'd be like 30 events. He's like, oh, uh, uh, my, uh, my favorite was a guy, I don't want to get too off trap, top. Uh, topic here but there's a guy it was a whole team and every single person on the team pretty much misspelled the name of their team or yeah. spelled it differently oh yeah they had 20 different teams that was the same team but none of them knew how to spell their team so they all just yeah. made it like thought oh this must be what it is yeah. <laughs> like this has to be an org team right like you guys all play orcs yeah. <laughs> tell me that tell me that it's so much easier now you wouldn't believe <laughs> yeah no it's it's, it's been tr- we've been learning as we go yeah it's uh, a lot more complicated sure. than you would think uh, but Jason, talk about these recently completed FLG Paint Studio commissions. Yeah, so I love the orcs. These are orcs. Uh, they're green colored. <laughs> you are so terrible at your job. So this what is a, say they are. This hot. is a, a tabletop standard commission. So um, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean it has a little bit. Now it has some elements of tabletop. Plus the guy, the, the client was like, I want these to be as basic as I can to save some money, right? Um, yeah. But he's like, there's a couple things that you can do to make this unit stand out, which checks. you can see there's checkered patterns on some of them, not all of them. And so we, you know, we increase the cost a little bit by unit by unit because the guy got um, several different orc units uh, painted. Unfortunately, no basing, but that's but you, shit. I'm going to interject really quickly. Yep. So a lot of people have been asking about black basing, counting for tournaments. This is a perfect example of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the models aren't based, mm-hmm. but the, the base is a clean black. That is totally acceptable mm-hmm. for tournament standard. Okay. If all of them were like this in your whole army, yes. you're fine. Yeah. And it does make the color stand out a bit more, especially yeah. the greens on this one. But this client was really cool. Like he got um, like basically every unit was going to be a different theme uh, clan for the orcs. He wanted a little bit extra, so we just charged him a little bit more for a couple of the models in each squad just to give a little bit of free hand to it. Um, and it was very affordable. It got done in about a week. Um, I think he had uh, 120 orcs boys Jeez, to go through. Geez. And we had uh, we have really good tabletop uh, quality artists. So he did a great job. And then that looks um, great. Next, I think, is uh, my hero, uh, Mr. Valdis Hammerhand. I think his name is. Boom. Um, and that's very nice. That is a Tabletop Plus commission. Um, you can see it has a bit more uh, detail done, a lot of uh, blending. Um, you have cool, like, uh, glow effects on the weaponry. Look at the face. I mean, the face. Jeez. The hammer looks sick. Right. Um, yeah, we have Bjorn. This is actually a model that was painted on our paint stream, which, uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, Brandon... Uh, B B Randon, I think is his name is B Real. That's right. Because Mr. paints Mr. Real. Oh. Uh, he <laughs> he paints on our uh, Twitch stream uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. So tonight, if you guys are listening to this live uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific time on our Twitch uh, stream, uh, and he he will routinely do an entire model in one session, about two to three hours. I think it's a three-hour session. Uh, this was done last week, so it's really cool. Tonight, I know he's doing a a Tau character commission. So if you guys want to see him paint up some towel models, uh, he'll be doing that tonight. Cool. And check us out for your next commission. We have reasonable rates. Super affordable. We have tons around. of different options yeah. from master class to tabletop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we like to paint. All right, guys. Hit us, hit us with some questions before we wrap this up. CW. Who's got better guns in the chat right here? Come on. I'm not even going to try. Come on. That's right. You can't. He's intimidating. What was that thing that was hanging that's underneath your arm? What was it? That's called a tricep Franklin. You've never what? seen one before. Why is it wiggling around? It's extra <laughs> large tricep. I was in the gym uh, a year ago. That's true. <laughs> CW Dub, I'm building painting the armored human part of my Gene Sealer Colt counts as IG. Would I have a problem using Autodon Neofiance as counts as conscripts? Uh, as long as they're distinctly identifiable. Yes, as long as they are clearly identifiable as being a separate thing. And you, you're, you tell your opponent, these are conscripts, that's fine. Yeah. You, just, you can't be like, some of them are conscripts, some of them are neophytes. That's too confusing. 
Uh, or Aston is asking if Morty's back in stock. Uh, yeah, GW just got restocked, and Ooh. they shipped out all the ones that they hadn't shipped to us like a month ago. Thanks, Yay. GW. You're our uh, only friend. Access of HP, will you soon publish the new show? Hell, open like to see missions nicely formatted. Uh, it just so happens, Captain Morgan, Brother Captain Morgan just finished that last night. I need to proofread it, and then they'll go up uh, probably today. And then I'm going to go to the printer or send the rhino. Mm -hmm. and uh, get those printed out for SoCal Open. Uh, what do you think about the Warhammer 40k GT Heat 1 winning list 6x5 tack rings with last cannons? Was it uh, salamanders? Because if it is, I've actually been talking about mid-maxed tack spam um, salamanders, uh, space rings as being a really, really good list. Uh, Wolfie Law, can we get a consolidated list of FLG rulings from the Facebook page? No, we can't. Take that. Just copy and paste. That's not what that was for. Um, and uh, anybody, yeah, that's not what that was for. I was just trying to answer questions in advance for the event. Uh, that's it. It's not an official FAQ. Mm -hmm. It's not GW official stuff. It was just trying to get people ready for the event. That's it. Um, do you think the Knight Atropro is viable for tournament play, or is it expensive, you think? I don't know. I haven't used it in a long time. I don't even remember when we tested that. It was ages ago. Wow. Uh, River City Gaming, is that Bjorn Table Top Plus? Yes, it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Accident GP is saying that list was Ultramarines. Well, hey, you know what? Good for him. Yeah. Uh, good for them. I think if you did min-max tag squads with a combi plasma, last cannon, salamanders, chapter tactics, you will tear people up. Yep. Uh, will Dark Shards ever be back in stock? Um there's been some kids that have literally been out of stock for about a year now. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Dark Eldar line. Oh, dude, look at the <laughs> Chaos Predator. Chaos Predator has been sold out yeah, for months. Since they, three or four months, it's been sold out. We anticipate that they'll get caught up sooner or later. Um, yeah. Eighth edition has been so popular, it's just been hard to keep things in stock. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sosin Carlson says it was Guillemin, Razorbacks, a Storm Raven, some HQs, and Tactical Marines. Sounds like a pretty well rounded army. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, good for him. That's great. That probably because a lot like the 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 group think online right now is that space marines aren't good. So this will probably um, bolster some people's confidence. I yeah. think that's great. Uh, River City Gaming uh, is asking if we'll ever play a plague crawler list on the bat reps. I'm sure we will eventually. Brandon just painted um, up at least one. Painted one. Yeah. 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 We'll have some things we only do on list. one a week, and so yeah. we do try to feature the the armies that are coming out. Yeah. But uh, I know we just painted one. Yeah. <laughs> CW Dub, no. I don't want to. That would be amazing. That would be like a sad moment. That would be a sad moment. Uh, I do not want to do that. But I, gotcha. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to, unfortunately. Or the rhino. I'm going to wear my sleeveless shirt so I don't get any lip. I'm going to do it first. Yeah. I'm going to run over and I think we're all wearing sleeveless there. shirts. Yeah. Mariana's going to wear a sleeveless shirt. We should have a bin where we put them all. Just throw them? Yeah. With a hoop? In the, in the garbage, yeah. Hook shot! It's like someone's like... Going into the raven. <laughs> Like that. Anyway, all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed episode 566 of Signals from the Frontline. Can't wait to see you all at the SoCal Open. We now go back to our slave labor of painting terrain. You guys better enjoy it, or uh, I will be sad. Womp, womp, womp. Can't wait to see everybody this weekend. It's going to yep. be a great time. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, also, there is no video battle report this week. Sorry. Um, we were going to do it, and it just we just realized it just we just did not have time. So More um, space, if you guys can see. Well, yeah, the Actually, we is... should play a game on that table because it would be really fun. <laughs> it's stacked like four feet high with terrain. <laughs> so uh, we just did, we just couldn't film. There's going to be a couple of weeks out of the year where we can't film a video about it. Yep. So. Anyway. Bye, everybody. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>